Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four, to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Welcome. It's another episode of Becoming a Scrum Master. I'm Ryan Ripley. Joining me today is Richie Peters. Richie, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, Ryan? Hey, it's a nice day. We just had uh, crazy storms roll through the Midwest, so we're cleaning up a little bit, but uh, can't complain too much. Yep, I hear that. So Richie and I go way back. We've worked together in a few places. He's moved on into like the director of engineering uh, management track. While, of course, all of you know, Todd and I are doing a lot of teaching and training through Agile for Humans. I wanted to talk to Richie because he's gone through this path of becoming a scrum master. Um, He's certified. I mean, I think you have the whole almost the entire scrum.org rainbow of certifications. So he's, he's done all the classes. He's worked in a lot of interesting places, startups, traditional financial organizations, uh, all sorts of different types of software companies and everything in between. Um, And so I thought it would be interesting to get Richie in here because he's got more recent, um, I guess, management leader experience. And there's just been a question like Todd and I have been kicking around this question. And I know a lot of other scrum practitioners are kicking this around. I thought I'd go straight to someone who lives it. And so, Richie, let's just jump right into it. Why is Scrum so difficult to implement in today's organizations? Like, what are you seeing out there? Um, Well, from actually your book that you and Todd published, uh, I think the the best quote from there, that that big key takeaway for me is is that uh, organizations try to take the Scrum framework or whatever, whatever kind of agile framework, right, and just shove it into their organization rather than doing the opposite, 
right? You guys state that you take the organization and should fit it in within, you know, an agile framework itself. And I think that's one reason. It's not the only reason, but that is definitely a, a big reason of, of why I think it's, it's hard to implement, right? That and amongst, uh, I think education is another one, especially in senior leadership, uh, really teaching them to understand, you know, what, what does it mean to be agile? Right. It's just like a keyword, a trend. What does it truly actually mean? And, uh, you know, what are the values and how do you know, how do we implement that? No, I mean, it makes sense when when you're in your director of engineering or man, engineering manager or team lead, whatever they, they framed it as. Right. You're responsible yeah. for one or many software teams. I uh, usually need to have some kind of tech skills. When someone comes to you from that executive level and they say, hey, Richie, we're implementing Scrum, we're in implementing Kanban, we're implementing XYZ framework, like what's the first thing that comes to mind, right, when when you're in the type of positions that you're in? Uh, the first thing is uh, what what do exactly do they mean or what have they been taught and what do they think uh, it is, right? So uh, let's use See, I Scrum. I figured it would have been, I figured it would have been like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, no. There's like no, alarm no. bells going off, like, I, but for the reason no, it's listing, right? What do they mean? Yeah. Did they just read a book? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I, I'd rather hear that than than uh, you know someone coming up and saying, "Hey, we're going to try this waterfall." Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it, it, the first questions that come to mind always is, and we'll just use Scrum as an example because I think, or just my personal experience has been more with Scrum than Kanban, although, uh, you know, I've done both. But uh, in the Scrum world, um, you get you get leadership, and a lot of times there's like, we're going to do Scrum because we want to deliver every two weeks. Yep. They think, you know, that's what they have in their head, that it's, too, you know, right off the bat, you got assumptions there, right? They're assuming that we could only release every two weeks. And the other assumption is, is that, oh, sprints have to be two weeks, right? So... Uh, you know, let me really, ask this. Let me yeah. let me pull on that thread for a second. I like that two week thing. Um, do you find that um, there's this big assumption at the leadership level that just because we implement Scrum, all of our all the things that make delivery difficult today just magically disappear? I would say disappear, but I, I think what the you know and and once again I'm not in their heads, but what I think some assumptions that uh, they're making is that oh. Hey, you know, maybe we're not delivering as frequently as we want to be, or we can deliver every two weeks and have this consistent release cycle so that we're always delivering. And it kind of forces the team to, you know, push something out every two weeks, regardless of its value. Right. Um, so, and what you get in those kind of cases is you get, you get teams that will rush to meet these deadlines with no really clear sprint goal or a, a part of a sprint goal, right? And and that's where that's where it becomes, I don't say difficult, but this is where the education comes in to, you know, give them knowledge and understand what it means to deliver iteratively and and to build upon that, right? So I think that's uh yeah, I think that's that's typically where the mindset is. Yeah, it just seems like there's this Oh, we believe in magic now. And here, engineering yeah. manager, not only yeah. are you going to implement Scrum, um, you're going to change the way people work. The developers are going to groan and be upset because uh, they think they're being micromanaged. But oh, by the way, every impediment to delivery that we experienced today, you're going to solve all those too. And uh, you got you got three months to get it all done. And 
here's a minuscule budget and get your people through a two day training class with Todd and Ryan and let's let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's that's if you're lucky to even get that, uh, <laughs> right. you know, uh, you would they you know, most places won't even uh, throw in the, the training with Todd and Ryan. Right. And right. Uh, even that, I think, would be a, a crucial first step and an eye opening step for a lot of people to actually dig in and to understand really, you know, how to how to use and apply the scrum framework. You know, something that Todd talks about a lot, and I've, I'm curious to get um you know, people in the trenches, not that he's not, but I mean, we teach and train much more than we work in companies now. Um, he, he, and I, and I agree with him on this. Um, he likes to say that if you would take your transformation money and spend it on fixing your architecture and then go down the path of adopting scrum organizations would be 10 X better off. What do you think? Hmm. That's interesting. So we're saying rather than focus in the, in a framework or a process, but, focus more on the architecture and tech debt. Is yeah. Let's get the tech sorted out. Let's get the monoliths broken out. Let's get the architecture sorted and then go in and start. Fig- Cause if you, the premises, if you have a bad architecture, you have a bad platform. If you have a lot of impediments, it doesn't matter which framework you use. You're never going to be fast. Correct. Correct. Uh, I think so. That, that, that's a tricky one because I think, you know, it comes to the famous answer of it depends. Yeah, in my experience, I've seen, you know, my cases have been more where the technology is actually the easy part. Like the technology, we're fine there. It's the people and process and the collaboration and getting, uh, you know, getting other business units and stakeholders talking and being able to make, you know, have the people in the room that can make decisions that remove those impediments for the engineering team. Right. And they're able to to move forward and and deliver. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it's some some places are in a good spot. Some places the the collaboration is desperately needed. Um, you know, it's interesting that you know it, it to circle back to your one of your original answers about you know what are some of the difficulties and it's when an executive says I want Scrum, do they understand what they're asking for? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I I truly believe that if we sat them down and said you're fully empowering a team, you're giving a product owner the budget. You're giving developers full control of scope. Um, the Scrum Master has a lot of say in process and practice, and they're going to be coaching you and your peers. And like, if you laid it out like that, they would never go for this. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It would scare it would scare them away. At least most. Let's say most. Yeah. Now we've worked for a few that have gone for it. You know, uh, yep. definitely a good friend of ours, Joel, comes to mind. Like he's he's always been open to that yep. stuff, but he's kind of the. He's that edge case. Um, exactly. Yep. But yeah, most I think would just go nuts. And so when you're in that position, you're that that engineering director, you're trying to keep the team happy by implementing things that aren't micromanaging. You're trying to get proper scrum put in so that, I mean, the goal is delivery, not proper scrum, but you're trying to get things installed in such a way that aren't freaking out the, the executives. Like what's that tightrope like? Like how do you balance that on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. Uh, so ultimately, um, if you want to, you know, win any discussion, right? Uh, I I tend to use metrics to to facilitate those discussions, right? So, um, you know, let's say for instance, an executive some comes down and like, oh, I don't know about empowering the team, or you know, I really want this or that, and you know, on paper here, you, we could show metrics, right? And uh, 
depending on what framework you're using, different metrics you're following. Uh, for myself, we'll, I'll stick with the flow metrics because that's what I usually um, am monitoring, right? So like stuff like cycle time, throughput, um, but being able to show executives that and being able to also deliver on those forecasts, usually get them in a spot where now they don't care, right? Because really they don't. They really don't care the how, right? They just, you know, and we're talking in senior executives here. We're not talking like, you know, maybe a VP of engineering, but definitely at the C-level suite, they don't care. They really don't. They want, you know, what they care about is delivering customer value with high quality. Right. And if you could do that, the framework, you know, regardless. So when I when I approached that those topics with with senior leadership, you know, uh, you kind of have to set expectations and paint the picture a little bit. It's like, hey, this is this is what you really want. Right. OK, I'm an expert in this area. You know, you have to build that that relationship and trust to be like, let me I have, you know, the idea. I have the certifications. You know, I've been through the training. Let me try out something. Right. And if we're not delivering, then we could revisit, you know, maybe some other suggestions, you know, that executives throw out there from left field of trying some other crazy process or trying to, you know, be more involved in managing the team on a day to day basis. But it's really uh, level setting. And uh, once again, if you're delivering and executing, I think that speaks for itself. And if you could show that, you know, if you could show that with metrics, it's hard to, you know, it's it's hard to debate. (laughs) <laughs> when you when you have actual tangible evidence well and i, I of course you know uh, i totally agree evidence based management has been one of those frameworks that regardless of scrum or kanban or waterfall even if you have ebm in place those conversations are are simpler i know you use an ebm dashboard whenever you're working with teams to to communicate clearly with leadership and and again, that that delivery focus is what I think is so lacking in our in our profession right now. And it's great to hear that. And then, of course, I've working with you, I've known this that you are delivery focused. You communicate through metrics and evidence. Um, you experiment. You try something. If it doesn't work, great. We learn something. Let's try something else. And you know, just like Edison, maybe after ninety nine times, eventually we get a light bulb. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And and another key thing is we're transparent about it. Right. We, right. we give that visibility. We're not we're not trying to hide anything or be, a, you know, some secret project. Uh, but uh, yeah, just being open and transparent, setting expectations. And like I said, the, you know, the metrics speak for themselves. So it sounds like the difficulty in implementing Scrum or another framework in today's organizations is really the evidence, like the story behind it. A lot of that is really where we get in a lot of trouble. Right. Yes, and that that could that could open up a, a different sure. can of worms. We that we probably could talk, uh, you know, a whole another session about that, about metrics, and and maybe we'll do that. So maybe we'll have you back, Richie. We'll talk about um, how you use EBM to communicate clearly with executives and stakeholders. Uh, but I think for this one, why don't we wrap it up with this? If you're if you're working with, let's say, someone just got promoted to to engineering manager, and they're mm-hmm. working with their first team, and they just got told you are going to implement scrum what's your what's your hot tip what's your best piece of advice for this person who just got thrown into the deep end of the agile pool i would suggest if they already don't have training in the agile space um, is to get training or start reading uh you know books blogs but you know a place like scrum.org is a perfect place to 
to start and read the Scrum Handbook. If 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 they're told to use Scrum, right, uh, and even Kanban, uh, there's a lot of good information at Scrum.org about Kanban as well, and using Scrum with Kanban actually. Uh, but I would say that you know if if they don't have any of that experience of what does it mean to you know be agile or implement a Scrum framework, yeah. I would start there. I would definitely start there. Um, and if they do have that right now, it becomes educating. Uh, and typically, it's the it's it's not educating your team. The engineers, you know, they've been through well, at least I can't say all of them, but most have been through uh, some sort of agile process. And every company does it different. But I think uh, the other point of advice there is really getting aligned with product and getting getting uh, you know product and engineering aligned on the common you know the business objectives from the company and being able to execute that and collaborate on that and deliver. So awesome. I was, yes. Yeah, so hundred uh, percent, like I said, the training. And then after that is, is really working with product and different bit. And then maybe not just product, but product will be your main, uh, you know, department yeah. or other side of the business you'll work with, but definitely being able to collaborate with other business stakeholders. And, uh, and like I said, align on those company objectives. I think that that's a great place to start, right? Get educated. If you're not scrum.org is a great place. Check out this YouTube channel, bunch of free stuff, plenty of great books out there. Um, if you have any questions about great books, there's videos in this YouTube channel that talks about some of the better ones. But then I love that idea, Richie, that we're going to go talk to product. We're going to talk to leadership. We're going to get that alignment so that everyone understands what they're getting. Everyone understands what we're doing. Here's how we're going to measure it. Here's how we're going to implement EBM to make sure it's effective get all that stuff in place because look, these conversations, as, as you know, Richie, we've seen it firsthand get super emotional and people get very defensive and protective. And if you just have the evidence to lay out and say, look, this worked and you know, our cycle time is improving and our item aging is dropping. And by the way, our customers are now, you know, 15% happier than they were over the last quarter. Maybe we should double down on this it takes a lot of the sting out of that conversation, right? hundred percent. Yep. It's, cool. it's like I said, it's very hard to debate that. It does. It definitely gets us back on, on some good footing. So Richie, I appreciate you doing this. Um, we'll definitely get you back next time. I would love to hear some of your war stories with EBM as you're working with leaders and teams. Uh, how can people reach out to you? Like how can they get a hold of you? Sure. And uh, you know, what's, what's next for you? Yeah, uh, so um, you know, I'm I'm open and available to to new opportunities currently, um, and you know, if people just want to network and connect, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm sure we could provide a a nice fancy link or URL in the video the or, show notes. or in the, yeah, the show notes, um, and uh, my email. I see my emails right there. Uh, people could email me and reach out, and you know, like I said, happy to talk. You know, whether it be about new opportunities or just networking and, you know, building those relationships within, you know, the, the engineering space. Awesome. Thanks, Richie. Really appreciate you doing this. And uh, can't Thank wait you, for Ryan. Yeah. Can't wait for our next one, bud. All right. Take care. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.